On today's show, we talk to Alicia about her February trip to Disney World. This is WRWDW, the Disney World Planning Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 154. I'm your host, Julie Elster, creator of WRWDW.com, the Disney World Planning website. And on today's show, I talked to Alicia. Alicia went to Disney World uh, just this February and she had a lot of really great tips in this episode. Um, she talks about the Fantasmic Dining Package. Um, and really, there's been a lot of back and forth on whether or not that's worth it. I'd say in the past, it 100% was not worth it, like pre-COVID times. Um, but then, you know, Fantasmic went away. It just recently came back. So there's been a lot of debate on whether or not that package is actually worth it. Um, and so in her case, it was. And we talk about why, in her case, that was maybe uh, more worth it. She's got uh, some tips on saving money with Sunshine Flyers. We talk about really getting value with Memory Maker. Um, we talk about great ways to plan your time. So, you know, she did a brunch at Chef Mickey's. So they were able to go to the parks for a few hours and really get a ton out of Magic Kingdom before going to eat. So lots of good, useful tips in this episode. So I will stop talking here and I will let Alicia take it away. Alicia, hi, how are you? Um, thanks for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me, Julie. I'm so excited to be on. Yay. All right. So what were the dates of your trip? Um, the dates of my trip were February 1st through February 7th. Okay. And uh, who was going with you on this Disney World trip? Me and my husband, Jared, and our two children. Um, I have a daughter, Lydia, who's eight, and my son, Oren, who's six. And then both of my parents went and also my sister and her name is Chelsea and her husband, Tanner, and then their son, Layton, who just turned five and their daughter, Harper, who just turned three. So there were 10 of us all together. Okay. So two full like sets of families, parents and kids, and then your parents went as well? Yes. Okay. That is a big group. So with a group that size, I'm always curious how you know, planning is divided up. Was there a designated planner for this trip? I was the designated planner for this trip because we have gone to Disney World three times before this where I was also the planner. So they were kind of counting on me to get us through. Yes. <laughs> it's fun. You know what? It's funny because I, I always ask that question and 100% of the time, I don't think I've ever once had somebody be like, oh, it was somebody else. I think if you're somebody who listens to a planning podcast and like to the point where you're like, I'm going to be on so I can help other people plan, you're the planner. Like it's, <laughs> you're the one who's taking the reins. <laughs> Was there any like advanced planning that you did for the group restaurant reservations or maybe talked about Genie Plus or rides or schedules or anything like that that you did ahead of time? Yes. So we booked a couple of dining reservations. We were trying to stay on a bit of a budget. Um, so we decided that we would choose one dining reservation. So I just made sure that I let my sister know because it was their first trip as a family. And that's kind of why we were going. So I wanted it to be about them. So I was just trying to give her the information and let her decide. So he chose Chef Mickey's. Okay. That, you know, that sounds like a good one for a first, a first time family. Yes. Did you have any issues getting Chef Mickey's reservations? 
Um, no, I booked that at our 60 day mark and I ended up doing um, a reservation for a group of six and a group of four at the same time at noon so we could still have breakfast because the kids are a little bit picky and we thought that the breakfast food would be better for them. Perfect. Okay. I love it. So you did two separate reservations so that they could accommodate everybody. Love it. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about Genie Plus. Did you discuss that with the family at all ahead of time? Was that something you guys were considering doing? Yes. Um, we wanted to do Genie Plus because we wanted to try to get through as many things as we could. Since we had small children, we didn't think that they would want to wait in line for very long. <laughs> we didn't think they really had the patience for that. Um, I mean, not just the small children, too, like my dad. <laughs> so, you know. So, yes, we knew that we were going to purchase Genie Plus each day. So I just had everyone linked to my account, and then I did that each day for everyone. Okay. All right. So you really were in charge of, of all of it. And were you guys planning on spending every day together, or were you planning on breaking apart and meeting back up? We planned on spending every day together, doing everything together the entire trip. Oh, look at you guys. I've gone with extended family, and that is not how it's been. And it's probably for the best in my family's case. Okay, so where is everybody coming from? Do you guys all live in the same area? Where are you all traveling from? So my family lives in Pickerington, Ohio. So we're only about a half an hour from the airport. And um, my parents and my sister's family live in Bell Fountain, Ohio. And it takes them about an hour to get to the airport. Did everybody fly out together? All 10 of you? We did not. Um, we have a Southwest credit card, so we had points for our flights. And um, we also booked my parents' flights as well. So my sister was trying to find what would be most budget-friendly for her family. And they ended up choosing Spirit Airlines. And then because you have to pay extra for the bags, we actually took their bags on Southwest. We checked their bags with art. You know, that's so smart. Southwest with the free bags. That's great. Yeah, because Spirit does, I fly Spirit pretty regularly. They have a ton of flights from out, out of Chicago where I fly from into Orlando as well. And so I fly them fairly regularly. And the flights themselves are like dirt cheap. But once you add seats and bags, because with kids, you know, they're going to want to have seats together and and bags on top of that, um, it adds up very quickly, very, very quickly. So that's yes. great that you were able to help <laughs> out with the bag portion of it. <laughs> yep. So their flight actually was supposed to be there a half an hour before ours, but their flight arrived a little early. Ours was about 40 minutes behind. So they ended up waiting at the airport for us for around an hour um, when they got there. Um, but it wasn't too bad. You know, they got to McDonald's and, <laughs> and hung out, so... Okay. How, how were you guys getting from the airport to your resort? And what resort were you guys staying at? We're staying at Pop Century. And how were you guys getting there from the airport? So we took Sunshine Flyers and we had a stroller rental as well from Orlando Stroller Rentals. So when we met my sister at the airport, we went and we got the bags. So they were able to help with the bags that we brought. And then we went over and picked up our stroller at Orlando Stroller Rentals. And then we went and checked in for Sunshine Flyer. How was the airport pickup for the stroller rental? I have, I've never done the airport pickup before. They used to just drop everything off at the resorts. And now they do the airport pickup. How, was that an easy process? Was it easy to find, easy to pick up? What was that process like? So in the email that they sent before we got there, um, they let us know where it was located. And it's 
um, between um, the mirrors transportation where you get on with mirrors and um, the dollar um, car rental. And we had a QR code that they sent us that we thought that they would scan. And they said that whoever was working at the counter for the stroller rental would make sure you had to use the stroller and fold it up and all that. But when we got there, and we went to show the QR code, and she's like, oh, just take your stroller. So we just found one with our name tag and walked. I'm like, man, I'm glad nobody else took my stroller. <laughs> yeah, but it was super easy. So we just grabbed our strollers, and then, you know, just a, a little farther down um, on the opposite side was uh, the Sunshine Flyer. So we just uh, had the guys scan the QR code there, and they were or the bus was there, and they were already calling people out onto the bus by their resort. It was um, Art of Animation and Pop Century on this bus and the Swan and the Dolphin and Riverside, I believe, were, were all the places they were going to be stopping. And it was, I was expecting more, I think it was an, an experience in Sunshine Flyer from what they seem to be advertising like on Facebook and everything, but it was kind of just a bus ride, but they were on time and they were <laughs> efficient. I feel like those things are pretty hit or miss. Like sometimes, and I don't know if it depends on the driver or what the deal is, but like sometimes you'll get somebody, and this is true of mirrors as well, like of any of these big you know, shuttle services. Sometimes you'll get somebody who's really like, who's ready to go to Disney? And they're all, you know, they get the uh, passengers all excited and pumped up and they'll show stuff on the TVs. And then other times they say nothing and suddenly you're just, you're just backing out and driving and it's a silent ride. So. (laughs) Yep. That's kind of what it was. They gave hats to some of the kids, but then not, not some of the other kids. They just, they didn't seem like real on top of, but I mean, the, the bus ride was fine and we got there quickly because we were the second stop right after Art of Animation and it only took like 35 minutes to get to the hotel so that was nice. Yeah and when you've got a bunch of bags and a stroller and all these other things you have to worry about I assume um, like booster seats and stuff since there's a three-year-old there um, and maybe even for the five and six-year-old depending on how big they are these are all things you've taken into consideration you don't have to worry about it with something like Sunshine Flyers so convenience. Yes. And when I booked um, with them, I was following them on Facebook and I noticed that every now and then they would offer discounts. And so I got the Black Friday discount. Um, So it was a little cheaper. And um, I also noticed that there were times when like Southwest would um, put out a bunch of their flights, future flights, they would offer a discount as well. Be like, oh, Southwest just dropped a bunch of flights. So we're going to give you 10% off. And this was all advertised on their Facebook page? Yep, it was all advertised on their Facebook page. So I would kind of just follow them. And I was like, oh, maybe Black Friday. And so I I got lucky and they did offer something. So that was a little tip. Just keep checking Facebook. Yeah, that is a good tip. Follow on Facebook. Wait for the discounts to drop because it sounds like they do. (laughs) It sounds like they definitely do drop discounts. Okay, so you made your way over to Pop Century. What time was this that you guys got in? Was it early enough you were able to do anything on this particular day on the first day? So we had originally thought that maybe we would go to Disney Springs, and I had scheduled a Lego minifigure build for my family at 6.30 and one for my sister's family at 7. And we didn't end up getting to Pop Century until around 5.30, and we stayed in the 50 section, which is what we had requested. 
And when the kids saw the bowling pin pool and all that stuff, they're like, we're tired of being in the car and on the plane and on the bus. And we don't want to go to Disney Springs. So I was like, you know, you're going to miss the Lego minifigure build, but it's up to you. It does, it's what you guys want to do. So they all decided we were going to stay and swim. So it hurt a little bit <laughs> to lose that reservation, but I did call over there so to make sure that people are waiting. They knew that that time was available. <laughs> so, so I did call and cancel <laughs> for, for anybody else. So it was nice. We just ordered some food from the food court at Pop Century and we ate out by the pool and the kids swam and it was good. We got some of the 50th desserts that they offered there, the raspberry cheesecake and the macaron, and they're both very good. So it all worked out fine. And how was the, the room set? Did everybody just, did each family just have a standard room? How were you guys set up with your rooms? So we had a standard room and my sister was actually staying at All Star Movies this first night because she booked later than us and there was not a room available at Pop Century that first night. So she was with us the remainder of the trip, but except for that very first night. So they brought their bags back to Pop Century and kept them in my parents' room so that they would be there and they didn't have to worry about you know, bringing bags back and forth from hotel to hotel. So we um, ended up being, there was one room in between my parents' room and our room. And so we were like, well, we hope that tomorrow that, you know, they get in that room and they did, which was really nice. So we ended up being all like down in a row. So it was fine. We're all together. Um, But um, the rooms were nice. Um, I love pop century rooms because there's a lot of storage. Um, we had plenty of room for our things. The room was clean. They were able to give us the section that we had requested, which I had um, when I checked in online, I made sure we all requested the 50 section. And then also I had called a few days ahead of time and requested it as well. All right. What did your kids think of the pull down bed? Oh, they love the pull down bed. They fight over who's going to sleep on the pull down bed. And so... <laughs> and it's a nice pull down bed too. It's it's big. It's not like, you know, an afterthought that bad. It's a nice big comfortable bed. Yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, it's nice. So, your first night just kind of a, a pool night, just kind of a quiet night in the resort. Where are you going in your actual first park day? This is February 2nd, your first actual park day. Where are you guys headed? We are going to Magic Kingdom, of course, for our first day. Get to start out at Magic Kingdom. All right, so what's the plan then on day 1? So our plan was to rope drop um, and we were going to rope drop Peter Pan and I purchased Genie Plus for everyone that morning and we got lucky because it was at the low of the $15. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So that was nice. Um, so I actually scheduled an individual lightning lane for um, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train and I also scheduled our Genie Plus lightning lane for meeting Ariel because she had just started meeting and I had noticed that the wait times were a little bit outrageous for her. <laughs> so we did that. So we got 11.05 to 12.05 for Ariel that day. So we got a little bit of a surprise because I had planned to walk down to the bus stop at 6.45 thinking that Magic Kingdom, I had said all week, it wasn't going to open until um, 9 a.m. Well, we had checked even the night before in the hotel on the TV they decided they were going to open Magic Kingdom at 8 a.m., <laughs> not 9. 
So we're like, why are all these people at the bus stop? So I got on the app and I'm like, oh my gosh, they changed the hours. <laughs> so it ended up working out perfectly because they made up for it. They sent bus after bus after bus to Pop Century and they got us all there very quickly. And I don't know if it was because the day before they had closed early for a cast member event or something, um, Magic Kingdom. So I, I don't know why they changed the hours, but they did. And <laughs> so I was on the bus doing our lightning lanes and stuff that morning. And we ended up getting to Magic Kingdom, getting a picture in front of the castle and right at 7.30 for early entry when they started letting everyone in. We were like kind of at the back of the rope drop for the early entry. Okay. All right. So you made it, but you were kind of towards the back, but you did make it for rope drop. Yes. We even had time for photos. <laughs> so what what ride then is your priority? Because you've got quite a, a bit of, you know, an age gap here um, between the kids. So it looks like the oldest is eight, right? And the kids and the youngest is three. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. So, you know, an eight-year-old and a three-year-old are going to have different priorities <laughs> at Magic Kingdom. So what's what's your plan then for your, your rope drop? So my strategy, because my niece and nephew have never ridden anything, was to start small. Um, but we started with Peter Pan. That's my son's favorite. And it's a ride that I thought everyone would enjoy that's pretty tame. <laughs> and I knew would get a wait later in the day. So we went straight to Peter Pan and we waited about 25 minutes at the back of that rope drop line <laughs> for Peter Pan. But the, it didn't seem that long because the queue was so fun and we were doing all those Genie Plus um, photo things and whatever. So um, we, we did that. Everyone loved it. We went straight over to Winnie the Pooh after that and we waited about 15 minutes for that. And in the morning, they make you park at the carousel. So our um, our strollers were at the carousel. So we walked over and rode the carousel because we needed to get to the strollers because we needed to get the princess dresses because we were lining up at nine o'clock to meet Cinderella and Rapunzel. Oh, and you want everybody wanted to be dressed up for that? Yes, of course. So we had um, dresses to get on, and we were in line. About, I don't know, 10 minutes ahead of time, maybe, to, to meet those princesses. And uh, my daughter wanted to meet Rapunzel, and my niece wanted to meet Cinderella, so we got in separate lines. And we waited about 15 minutes the first time, and then we switched, because we weren't sure if we would have time to do both princesses, depending on how quickly the wait went up. But we did end up, it was like 20 minutes then to meet the other princess, so we just swapped dresses. <laughs> And when we went in to meet um, Cinderella, um, we had Princess Aurora. But when my um, niece had gone in to meet Cinderella, they had Princess Elena. So like sometime within that first 20 minutes, they had switched princesses. <laughs> so they were surprised when they saw our photos. Like, you guys, we got to meet her and we did it. And I was like, I guess we just got lucky, I guess. I guess that's why they say, you know, Cinderella and, you know, her, her friends, you know, it's, it's, they're, they're not, they're not specific about it. So that way they can swap out princesses as needed. Yes. And the other one was Tiana too, for Rapunzel. So we had her too. Yeah. So who, who was, who were swapping out dresses? What are the, what are the ages here? 
So my daughter is eight and my niece is three. And I had a size, I think, five dress that still fit my daughter and was a little bit big on my knees. Okay, that's why I asked because I'm looking at the notes here and I was like, eight and three, that has to be a typo if they're swapping dresses. <laughs> nope, that was right. We just happened to have a size that was, you know, it's a little big on my knees, but, you know, it was fine. All right. So you're like knocking out fantasy land here. We've got a couple of rides, um, the carousel, some princess meets. Um, what else are we doing in the morning before before we meet Ariel? Yes. So on the way out, we stop at the photo studio right outside where you meet the princesses. And it's a really great place to stop. Uh, my son was also dressed up like King Arthur. So they let him have a shield and a sword for pictures. And my daughter at that time was dressed in Cinderella. So she got a hold of glass slipper and they got pictures separately and together and they took their time and they turned out great. Um, and then it's because my son was dressed like um, King Arthur, we went straight over to the Sword of the Stone and did some photo pass pictures there, which also turned out great. Um, and then we headed over to ride Small World because it only had a five-minute wait. One of my dad's favorite rides. So <laughs> we went over to ride Small World. And when we're there and Peter Pan is right across, um, we saw Peter Pan. He must have just had a meet and greet. And my son walked up to him and he crowed for him. And the cast member said, oh, we're not forming a line here. Um, but he just wanted to say hi. But then Peter Pan took my son's hand and my nephew's hand and walked with them um, over next to PhilharMagic. And Peter Pan is my son's favorite. So he was like in heaven. And he walked with them over there and told them, don't tell anybody. This is my secret crowing spot. And he asked my son to crow for him and my nephew. And then he crowed for them. And they he let them take a photo. And it was just really great and my son talked about it the whole trip oh, it was amazing that's so sweet well I mean how could he say, how could Peter not do that when he, he's crowing for him he had to I know. like that so oh my gosh I love that I love that yes <laughs> what yeah what a special moment okay so you're I mean you're really you're starting off on on you know quite a good foot here like you've accomplished a lot you've already met several characters including Peter Pan who you don't see as often mm -hmm. over there. So this is really good. I hope that the rest of the day continues on this, this path. So where are you going after Peter Pan then? So we went over to Small World. We did that. And then we decided we needed a snack. So we walked to Gaston's Tavern. We got a photo pass, um, found a photo pass photographer at the Beast Castle. And we got a photo because we got memory makers. So we have to take advantage of that. Yeah, it sounds like you're taking full advantage, like really getting your money's worth so far. Even like the first couple of hours, you're really getting your money's worth with that photo pass. I love it. The Or the memory maker. Yeah. We've got like close to 500 photos or something by the end of it. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah. So then we went to Gaston's Tavern and got the cinnamon roll, the Lafouze brew, the ham and cheese. Everyone loved everything. It was delicious. Um, we saw Belle walk out when we were there, um, sitting and eating and she kind of just kept walking. So we walked out, we waved and then my sister and her kids were done eating. So they're like, we're going to go see like if she stopped anywhere. And I knew they had that meet and greet that they had taken it off the app when Ariel started meeting and they um, said that Enchanted Tales of Belle was going to be coming back. 
So I was like, well, you know, go to the right. Maybe she'll stop down there. And she did. And she had a photo pass photographer. So they got in line and then we hopped in line with them. And all the kids got a photo with Belle, which was great. Um, And then after that, we headed over and we rode the Little Mermaid ride because we had meeting Ariel at 11. So we did the ride and then we met Ariel, um, which was great. We, you know, pretty much walked right in. And that was our first lightning lane that we used for the day. Okay. Now, was this, what time was this at when you met Ariel? You said it was 11-ish that your your time was? Yes. Okay. So yes. W- did you, were you able to grab um, a lightning lane before you met up with her? Did you wait until you scanned in to grab something? I waited until we scanned in. And I ended up getting Dumbo because we were just kind of trying to go in that circle. I wasn't trying to like run everyone ragged. I was trying to keep everything so we weren't walking all over the park. Okay. All right. So your strategy was more like we don't want to run from one end to the other. We kind of want to go in a certain order. And so whatever I can get so that we're like, you know, heading in the direction we want to be heading. That was your strategy for Genie Plus? Yes. Yes. So we got Dumbo, and um, as soon as I scanned in for that, because um, we went straight there, it was immediate return time. Um, yeah, so then we got Barnstormer after that, and it was not immediate, but we had that 1210 um, individual lightning lane to Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, so we had time to go over and ride that and then come back for our Barnstormer lightning lane, so we didn't go too far. Did everybody ride um, Seven Dwarves Mine Train? Because I know you have a three-year-old in in the group. Was she able to ride it or did she sit this one out? Yes, she was able to ride it. She was so close to 40 inches. And all the kids the entire trip loved. I knew mine did, but my sister's kids luckily also loved all the rides. So they wanted to ride everything, which was great. (laughs) We got lucky. (laughs) Yes, so we rode Mine Train. Then went over, we did Barnstormer. And then we booked um, Big Thunder for later in the day because that um, return time was pushed out a little bit. But we had some things in the middle of the day we wanted to do. So that was fine. So after we let them play in that little splash pad over by Storybook Circus. And um, so they did the little splash pad the Casey's splash pad area, like that play area over there. Okay. By Dumbo and fantasy land or in storybook circus. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And then we went over in front of the castle after that, because Mickey's, um, the cavalcade was coming through. So that was at like one thirty-five. So we went over there and we kind of just got a spot to watch at because the Mickey's magical friendship fair was happening at the castle at two. And then the parade was at three. So we kind of got a spot right in front of the castle. We watched the cavalcade. Then we turned around and watched the Mickey's Magical Friendship Fair, which the kids loved that show. Um, And then we went and turned back around for our parade spot after that and sent all the guys to Columbia Harbor House to pick up a mobile order for lunch. So we just ate lunch in front of the castle and the weather was so nice and we waited for the parade and we had a great spot. I love that everything that they all kind of worked out in your favor, all of these um, like shows or events that you were able to just kind of hang out in one spot and 
you had people who could run and get you lunch. So exactly. also really, really <laughs> helpful. Um, how is Columbia Harbor House? Um, we all liked it. My sister and my mom wanted to try the lobster roll and they loved it. And my daughter loved the shrimp and, you know, everything was good. So we, we liked that place. <laughs> okay, great. All right. So what are we doing after the parades, the shows? What's, uh, what's next in the afternoon? So, well, the parade, we did have a couple of unexpected magical things kind of happen during the parade as well. So my dad, he has a white beard and he wears glasses. And when the seven dwarfs went through, Doc saw him and he really interacted with my dad and like shook his hand because he had the same white beard and glasses, which was so funny. (laughs) And then my son was wearing his Peter Pan hat. And so Tinkerbell spotted him and pointed him out. So that was really fun as well. So we all really enjoyed the the parade. It was a lot of fun. And then it was kind of hot standing there in front of the castle in no shade that day. So we were kind of ready to find some shade. But we had the big thunder lightning lane. So we went to ride that. And my niece couldn't ride it. And she cried because she wanted to. So my dad took her over on the bridge so she could watch us and wave. So that helped a little bit. So then we made a lightning lane for pirates and it wasn't immediate, but it wasn't too far out and we were hot. So we got some um, dual whip from the Sunshine Tree Terrace and I tried the 50th anniversary one and my son got the I love you float and my daughter got her um, chocolate saucer, which is all she really liked. So you guys really kind of tried a little bit of everything huh what was what was the favorite do you think in the group what was the big winner I think it was the I love it you float we all really liked that a lot I'm really impressed at at how well your strategy is working of being able to go like you're in this area and you managed to grab pirates you know I mean like I'm really impressed that this is working out how I'm guessing that crowds weren't bad based on that and based on the fact that genie plus was 15 dollars and not you know twenty dollars how did you feel crowds were looking so far because this is like early afternoon this would be when it would be peak how were you feeling crowd wise i felt that the crowds were pretty low um for our first three days of our trip and then they picked up after that after we did the dole whip and we were sitting there eating at tortuga tavern and captain jack sparrow walked through so we got lucky and got to wave at him and say hi um and then we went and rode pirates my niece was a little bit scared of that in the dark with the skeletons and all that. And um, so the kids, they're a little iffy on that ride, <laughs> but it was fine. And the adults really liked it. Um, and then at 510, they had the Adventure Friends cavalcade coming through. So we went over just around the corner where the Golden Oak Outpost is. We kind of went on the other side of the street down from the bridge where you go over to Big Thunder and Splash Mountain. And we kind of got a spot there and waited for the Adventure Friends cavalcade to come through. My niece and nephew were in the stroller and they had some snacks. Nico was part of it. So he liked snacks. So he kind of came up and interacted with them, which was really fun. Then after that, I oh, after I went to Pirates, I had gotten a lightning lane for Buzz Lightyear. Stranger spin. So after the cavalcade, we went to Tomorrowland and we rode Buzz Lightyear because that is the favorite ride of some of the people in our group. 
my husband and my dad in particular. <laughs> so then by the time we got off buzz, it was a little after six and there were already some people sitting for the fireworks that started at 8.15. How was everybody? Not just the kids. I mean, I always say the kids, but like even I get grumpy sometimes if I don't take a break. How was everybody doing with, you know, going so hard on day one after travel day with no break? Um, well, everyone did really great the first day. I think it was the excitement of, you know, everything going on. And we had that little break in front of the castle in the afternoon where we just kind of sat around and ate, watched some shows. And then by six o'clock, everyone was tired, but we were ready for the fireworks. And so we just decided that we were just going to grab a spot and mobile order from Cosmic Rays since it was right there and we were in Tomorrowland. Um, and then part of our group also got Casey's Corner. So we just got a spot and sent some people to pick up and we sat there and had dinner. It's convenient when all four kids are in a stroller (laughs) so they can kind of sit and eat and we, you know, just sit on the curb and eat a burger and we're fine. (laughs) Yeah. You know, actually that sounds, that sounds decent. That sounds pretty good. I'm not going to lie. I'm not one to to stake out a spot, but it sounds like you had um, a pretty good system. Again, sending somebody else to get your food for you. (laughs) Always good. Always a winner. And so how long did you end up waiting for the fire? You said it was like 6.30-ish? Yeah, I would say it was about 6.30-ish when we got over there. So it was like an hour and 45 minutes, I guess, maybe. But, you know, we were eating for part of the time and hanging out, taking a rest. <laughs> like, where did you end up staking out? Like, what what spot did you grab? Do you remember where you were? So we were at the front part of, well, I guess, Right where the road goes across in front of the castle and then like right behind that um, in front of where the railings are at the front of the castle, I guess. Like in the hub? Are you in the hub area? Yes, we're in the hub area and we're toward the front because we wanted to see we wanted to see the projections on the castle. You're like you're in front of the statue, Right, like that's, yes, we're in okay. front of the statue. Okay, so you really are. You're right up there. Okay, good. Yeah, so we had a great spot, and you know, our I know they do the projections on Main Street with Enchantment, but I feel like everyone forgets to look at those because you're just looking at the castle anyways. Yeah, unless you're back on Main Street. Yeah, nobody's if you're as far up as you are, nobody's turning around to look at Main Street. That's for the people who are on Main Street. Those projections. <laughs> we wanted to be up front and see those projections. Was it was it worth the wait then? Was that worth an? Yes, it was a great spot, and the kids could see really well, and it was it just worked out perfectly. <laughs> was that the end of your night after fireworks? Did you make an exit, or did you hang a little bit longer? That was it. Yep, we made our exit. Um, we waited for like I think three buses before we could get on to like the fourth bus for Pop Century. So. It wasn't fast, but it wasn't horrible either. (laughs) So it was fine. (laughs) And then everybody passed out from such an exciting day, I'm guessing. Yes, everyone went right to bed and we're ready to get up to rope drop again the next day. Okay, so the next day, what park are we going to on our second park day? This is February 3rd. Um, What day of the week is this? Friday. It would be Friday. Where are we heading on this Friday? We're going to Magic Kingdom. We have Chef Mickey's this day. Okay. Okay. And you said that was at around noon as well. Yeah. Okay. I absolutely love this plan of you rope drop and you do as much as you can in the morning because crowds will still be low and then you can take a break 
and walk over to Chef Mickey's or Monorail, however you want to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like take a break over there in the air conditioning. I love, love, love this plan. So how, did rope dropping go a little bit better this time with the buses and, you know, opening time, park opening times? Uh, not exactly. So I I got up, did the duty plus. I got another individual lightning lane for Seven Doors Mine Train because everyone loved it so much. So we needed to do it again. And then I got an individual lightning lane or Genie Plus lightning lane for Peter Pan because we all loved that one and wanted to do it again. So our plan was to rope drop Space Mountain um, and do rider switch. And was because Harper couldn't write it. My niece couldn't write it and um, do like Astro Orbiter with her. So we go and we got there at a better time for rope drop. We're at the front and we went to Space Mountain and it was closed. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so that did not work out. And so was Astro Orbiter. Did you have a plan B then since Space Mountain wasn't wasn't running? Well, I checked on Buzz, but of course, everyone went over there. So the wait was 35 minutes. And I was like, I'm not waiting 35 minutes when I know I can get a lightning lane for this later in the day. So we rope dropped. We took a bathroom break because by then we needed a diaper change and, you know, whatever. <laughs> so we rope dropped Tomorrowland Speedway, which was a 10-minute wait. <laughs> um, You know, I don't know that I've ever rope dropped Tomorrowland Speedway, but I like it. You know, it's different. It wasn't the plan. But, you know, it was nearby. We hadn't, it was one of the things we hadn't ridden. So we went there and we rode that. We waited 10 minutes and we rode that. And by the time we got off of that ride, it was like a 30 minute wait because I think a lot of people went over there because Space Mountain was so closed. And then after that, we just went over and rode a Mad Tea Party because it was right next door and we hadn't ridden it. So we did that. Okay. Yeah, we again, we have the the we're just going kind of in order here with rides. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And then, um, right, we went on to uh, the Little Mermaid ride because it was a walk on still in the morning. So we rode Little Mermaid again. And then we had the plan to go back to Tomorrowland to see Stitch. He was meeting at 10 o'clock or coming out on the stage at 10 o'clock over in Tomorrowland. So when we got there, um, Buzz Lightyear hadn't been on the app at all that day, but he still came out on the stage. So we got to see Buzz and then we waited 15 minutes and we got to see Stitch. So we did that. And then we went over, I was, I was talking to the cast member when we um, went to see Stitch and um, I had told him that our next plan was to meet Snow White by Tony's Town Square, kind of up in that area where Mickey Mouse meets. So he was telling me that even though the app says that it's only her up there meeting in the first part of the day, because she only meets until like 1230 and then she doesn't meet anymore. He said they bring in a lot of other characters in that spot the rest of the day. And he said a lot of times it's Mulan, but sometimes it's other characters and just to check back. Yeah, and that's kind of hidden back over there. That's like in that garden area, right? Like over on the side of the building. Yeah, it's hidden. So I think, I don't know what your experience was, but like my experience has always been like not a lot of people know. And so they don't, like unless they're looking specifically for characters on the app, they might not know that characters are meeting over there because you really can't see it well, just like when you're walking in. So who did you end up meeting? Did you get to meet more than just Snow White? So we ended up just meeting Snow White that day 
Um, so after we went stitch, we went over there. I my favorite is Snow White, and the girls had their Snow White dresses, so they were dressed up, and I had on my Snow White ears and shirt and everything. And we went and we met Snow White, um, and that was a really good meet. So pretty back there for pictures and everything. How long was the wait? Do you remember? We lined up early, but we were the first people in line, and there was probably only like maybe six to eight people behind us. So there weren't very many people even lined up to meet her. I don't yeah, feel like if you don't like unless you're specifically looking in the app, you you probably wouldn't even realize. So that's that's great. Yeah. Yeah. So then um, I did run them around a little bit because this is when our lightning lane for Peter Pan's flight was. So I made them go to the front of the park to meet Snow White because it was our only chance before we went to Chef Mickey's, so we kind of had to do what we had to do. And then shuffled everyone back over to Fantasyland. <laughs> yes, I made them all go back to Fantasyland, and you couldn't go through the castle at the time because one of the fantasy fair shows was happening, so we had to walk around. <laughs> so they really loved that. Um, but right before we got on Peter Pan, it started pouring rain. We um, hopped on Peter Pan, we got our ponches on, hopped on Peter Pan, and when we got off, it was still raining, and then we had our individual lightning lane for Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, but it wasn't quite time yet. But we were going to be pushing it to get over to Chef Mickey's in time at this point at noon. We picked up the strollers, parked over at Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, and I asked the cast member if it would be possible for us to go a little bit early because we had the reservation. And he let us do it, which was very nice. So we got on about 17 minutes early for our Seven Dwarfs Mine Train lightning lane. Yeah, they're pretty accommodating. Um, and I think 15 minutes, it will just scan green. I believe it's 15 minutes. Um, so there is like a grace period before and after if something like that happens. But also if you like if you show them like, hey, I have a dining reservation, typically they're going to be more than accommodating. So I'm glad that they let you guys on early so that everybody could do mine train again. Yes, it was nice. And then um so we had scanned in for Peter Pan, and I was looking at the um, lighting lane for Space Mountain since we didn't get it right at earlier in the day, and there wasn't anything um, available like at a good time for us because the return time was too early, actually. And we were like, we're not going to be out of Chef Mickey. So I kind of had to wait to book the next one and keep checking. So we walked over to Chef Mickey's, and my husband had like one reservation on his My Disney experience for the four, and I had the one on my login for the six people, and he had checked in. And then I went up to tell them we were all together, and the lady, um, the hostess, was not happy <laughs> because she said we should not have checked in at all if we were trying to sit together. Oh, okay. That's good to know. That's because I know a lot of people will do that exact trick because they'll have big groups. So they'll book two separate reservations and then you go and ask, hey, can we sit together? And if they can do it, they can do it. But don't check in on the app ahead of time. Okay, that's good to know. All right. <laughs> yes, that's one of the things I learned on this trip yeah. was do not check in ahead of time because she said, well, I think your table is probably almost ready. So I'll just have to cancel that one and add you guys with the group of six that hasn't checked in yet. And then hopefully we'll have a big enough table for you. But I can't guarantee it. And she was just like 
not really happy with me at all. And I was like, I'm sorry, I didn't know. But it was one of the um, not so great, I guess, cast member interactions, which they were mostly, they were mostly really good. And like, I understand what she's saying, but I didn't know. (laughs) But it worked out because we all got to sit together. Sorry, they weren't thrilled, but they still did what they were going to do to accommodate. So it worked out. Yes. (laughs) So it was fine. Um, So we got a table kind of over to the right against the window. So when you looked out the contemporary, you could see the castle, which was really nice. I kind of let my sister's family sit toward the front of the table where the characters would go first. And the server explained to us how it was going to go, like how exactly the order the characters would visit the tables so that it wouldn't be chaotic which was nice. Um, So we knew in that room that we were in, that we were going to be the last table to meet. They started bringing out all of our food and it was all delicious. Um, Everyone loved the cheesy potatoes and the bacon. (laughs) So yeah, we asked for more bacon while we were there because they'll let you ask for whatever you like and want more of. Um, And we ordered the Mickey Mouse and the Minnie Mouse smoothies extra, which were delicious and very cute. We did that, and we had actually a lot of time to eat before the characters started coming around to us. I don't know if it's just because of where we just happened to get seated, um, but we had a lot of time to eat before they started. And then once they started coming around, it was one after the other. It went pretty fast, but we met all the characters, and the kids loved it. Um, My niece and nephew... Hadn't been around like meeting any characters like that before either, um, but they really had a lot of fun. And during the trip, they would be like, who are we going to meet next? So the characters really helped make the trip. And I was so happy that they were back and hugging because we hadn't been um, back with the characters like that since 2019. And it really does make the trip that much more magical um, if, if you like it. <laughs> How did you, how do you guys feel about, because Chef Mickey's is not inexpensive. Um, how do you, do you feel about the, like the food? Obviously like there, it's more than just the food. It's the food, the atmosphere, the characters. Um, so, you know, all that's, did you feel the value was there with those three pieces? I felt for the number of characters that you get to meet in that hour and a half that you're there, because that's about how long we were there. Um, I feel that it is, it's worth it, but it is pricey. And that's part of the reason why we said, you know, we can afford to do one this time. And so we tried to pick one that we were going to meet several characters and it would be food that the kids would actually eat. And I feel that this is food the kids like, like they like pancakes, they like waffles, you know, fruits and yogurt. And so it feels like it's, it's worth it when your kids eat the food and plus the characters and it is a fun atmosphere they're they're always dancing having fun even when the characters weren't there the kids were up and they were dancing and interacting with other kids that you know were in the same room that they didn't even know there was a little girl that kept coming over to my daughter because she loved her Minnie Mouse dress and just wanted to stand next to her and touch her dress and it was just so adorable (laughs) so it was I feel that it is worth it. That one in particular is worth it. Yeah. Well, and, you know, when especially the way you were able to do it, the fact that you were able to get a reservation at noon and it was on your Magic Kingdom Day so that you could 
head over there, you know, go to the parks early, knock out a bunch of stuff, and then head over there like for a break. It's like that too, I think, adds value to it. You didn't have to take a bus anywhere. You know, you're you're right there. Um, and that's huge. It makes all the difference. So were you guys going back after this to Magic yes, Kingdom? So okay. we walked over to Magic Kingdom and as soon as we got inside and got seated, it poured down rain the whole time we were in there. So I couldn't have planned it better. We got so lucky that we missed all the rain that day. So we got done and we decided we were going to take the monorail back to Magic Kingdom. Um, and that was a hit. The kids loved it. Uh, my parents loved it. Um, we took the monorail, went back to Magic Kingdom. And it was time. I had booked while sitting um, at Chef Mickey's The Lightning Lane for Space Mountain. So we went over to Space Mountain. Um, and then I was also able to some somehow in there with a two-hour rule book a second lightning lane so i had another one stuck for buzz lightyear while i was on the monorail i was able to book that so i had two and right next to each other which is so far been your your plan and it's worked out great (laughs) yes so we went um as soon as we got in we went over and we did space mountain we after that we went and we met merida Um, Because our Buzz Lightyear wasn't right away. So after Space Mountain, we went and met Merida, which isn't too far. Yeah, she's like right right on top of the castle is where she meets. So we went and she was a lot of fun. She danced with my niece and that was really cute to watch. And after that, we um, went and did Buzz Lightyear. Um, And one of my dad's favorite things is Carousel of Progress. (laughs) Mine too. (laughs) He wanted to do that while we were there and it broke down. Um, so I asked him if it was going to come back up that day and he said, I hope so. Um, but after Buzz, I had booked the lightning, lightning lane for still hard magic just because we hadn't done it yet and we wanted to. Um, probably didn't need one, but whatever, we did it. And um, we had went for a bathroom break before we were going to head over to Fantasyland. And by the time we took a bathroom break, the Carousel of Progress was back up. So I, the Philhar Magic return time was immediate. So I was, I just pushed it back a little bit. I modified it. Um, and we went and because Carousel of Progress is long. <laughs> um, so we went and we rode that. Um, and we got off it in my my son, who's six, he said, that was a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, we have another fan. Yeah, we have another Carousel Progress fan. So, uh, yeah, we. so then we went over to Philhar Magic. We stopped on the way, I think, and got popcorn buckets and um, so we could refill them the rest of the trip. Um, and then after Philhar Magic, my niece saw the carousel and she wanted to ride that again, that I had made a lightning lane for Small World. So we went over and we rode Small World and then we came back to the carousel and rode that. And we stopped in Sir Mickey's because my son wanted a shield and a sword. And of course, they have all the princess stuff in there too. So my daughter wanted to look at that. So we got souvenirs in there and I asked for the pixie dust. So we had the, um, I guess the fairy godmothers, the cast members that work in there do pixie dust for the kids, which they thought was very magical. I've never done this, but I've seen people post it. So can you explain what that is? 
Yeah, um, there was actually um, someone else getting it while we were in there shopping. And so I just asked the cast member when she was finished um, with this um, guest, if she would do it for us as well. And so they just have this little wand with a star in the end that like holds glitter so that when you shake it over your head, like all this glitter falls out and they ask you to make a wish. And so the kids would close their eyes and, you know, wish really hard. And I'm recording it because it's so cute because they're just like really wishing, you know, and they go through this like short spiel. It doesn't take long. And um, they just like give you your pixie dust within it's just a little something extra. And the kids loved it. So, All right. So you got your pixie dust and where you guys headed then? So that was the end of the night. And this night we were not staying for fireworks because we didn't want to get back as late because we were going to rope drop Animal Kingdom the next day. So my sister wanted to do some shopping on Main Street while we were still at Magic Kingdom. So I, um, we'd already gotten some of our souvenirs for my kids at the other place. So she was going up to find something specific and we went back. My daughter wanted ice cream and it was cold this day because of the rain. So we went over to Storybook Treats and there was like no one in line because no one else wanted ice cream, just us. <laughs> so I got the um, Snow White cone with the lemon dole whip and everyone got something, some ice cream. And um, we all loved what we got. And the Snow White cone, of course, was adorable. And since she's my favorite, I had to have it. So <laughs> it, was, it was great. Um, and then my son had... <laughs> so funny he had gotten his sword and his shield and he said i have to get a picture in front of the castle with this <laughs> and i was like okay sure if you're asking for a picture usually you know kids don't want their pictures so we walked toward um toward main street and we saw um the rest of our party waiting some of them were still inside shopping the rest were waiting outside and all the kids were outside and there was a photo pass photographer with only one person in line so while they were shopping we got some good pictures of the kids in front of the castle when it was lit up at night. And my son got his picture with his sword and his shield in front of the castle. And it just turned out adorable. So he was happy. And then we um, got on the bus, which, you know, was fast because everyone else was staying for the fireworks. And we got back to Pop Century. Um, we hadn't eaten dinner that night, so we decided to eat at through court so we ordered pizzas had those and my parents got something else and the pizza was good and my dad did not like his chicken and rice bowl at all he um yeah <laughs> but i gave him a piece of my pizza and he was like i needed that to get the taste out of my mouth so yes we went to bed and got some rest a little bit earlier that day i mean it was probably still in bed at like around eight or nine, a normal bedtime for a kid, I guess. And the next day then, you're rope dropping, you said. You said Animal Kingdom? Yes, rope dropping Animal Kingdom once again, Bajini Plus. It was only $15 this day, which was good. Yeah, that is, because um, this is what, a, a Saturday? So that's good for a Saturday, too, for it to be the low end of the pricing. That's good. Yeah, um, so I got a lightning lane, GD plus lightning lane for the safari at 8.05 and I got the individual lightning lane for flight of passage. We went ahead and bought that. Um, and I got that for 9.25. So what are you rope dropping then since you're getting there so early? We are rope dropping Navi River. Navi River. Okay. 
Yes. So I figured that's something we can all ride together and won't be any issues with uh, height requirements and stuff. So we went over and my sister and her family were so impressed with Pandora and just how amazing it is and impressive when you first walk in and the tree of life seeing that. So I feel like they fell in love with Animal Kingdom almost right away. (laughs) And then um, we rode Navi River and then we went over to Wind Traders because my son had wanted one of those banshees. And then when we got there, he actually picked out a couple glow in the dark stuff gambles. And it was my daughter who ended up with the banshee. Um, <laughs> but when we had been there um, on another trip over the summer, my, the, my husband's side of the family came with us that time. And my nephew wanted a banshee and he didn't get it right away. And they sold out during the day. So that's why we went there right after Navi River, because I knew somebody would probably want that. <laughs> <laughs> or I had been told somebody wanted that. So we went to claim our banshee and we, we did end up with one banshee and they did the whole spiel for adopting the banshee. And, and that was fun. And the cast, other cast members in the store um, get into it as well. So that was really cool. And we did the found a photo pass photographer in, in Pandora and we took a photo there. Um, and then we stopped at the Starbucks on our way over to Kilimanjaro Safari. We got something there and then we went over to the safari and did that. And the safari was good. I don't like the way you said that. That seemed a little, you hesitated there before you said it was good. <laughs> what happened? It was good. We saw a lot of different animals, but so we've been on the path, we had seen giraffes and we did not see any giraffes. And we saw the lions, but um, they kind of walked behind a rock after the first few minutes. We didn't see them for long. And in the past, we'd also seen cheetahs and we didn't see any cheetahs. So we did see the elephants and a lot of other animals. Um, and it was good. I mean, the safari was, it was good. The kids really liked it. So that's, it's not that it was bad. It's just, you've had better, better safari rides. Yes. Okay. All right. I think that's fair. That makes sense. Yeah. And then because the Gorilla Falls Trail is right there, we walked through that. That was a hit. The aviary part of that is amazing. Um, my dad, myself, we really like birds. <laughs> so we, we spent a lot of time doing the different bird things in Animal Kingdom. <laughs> uh, yes. After the Gorilla Falls Trail, we walked up and did Flight of Passage. And because my niece can't ride it, we decided to split up. And it kind of stuck for most of the trip that we would do. Um, the boys would ride and then the girls would ride together because <laughs> we're about evenly matched. This was my nephew's and my sister's husband's first time on Flight of Passage. And when they came off, my nephew's reaction was hilarious. He said, that was amazing. I was so scared. Mom's going to freak out. (laughs) It was great. I'm sure just what she wanted to hear, too. Like, what do you mean I'm going to freak out? Well, hold up. What do you mean? What do you mean by that? So then we got our chance to ride it. The girls, it was me and my sister and my mom and my daughter. Did your sister freak out? It ended up being her favorite ride of the trip. I mean, it would have been funnier if she had freaked out, but I'm glad that she didn't freak out. (laughs) No, it's my daughter that freaks out because she doesn't like when the whale jumps out of the water. So she makes me tell her when that part's over, like when it's coming up and when it's over. And then I tell her, okay, you can open your eyes now. And then she's fine. (laughs) 
Yeah, I don't know what it is about that part, but whatever. (laughs) So when, after we had done the safari, I made a lightning lane to meet Mickey and Minnie because that one seems to get pushed out quickly in the day at Animal Kingdom. So we did the flight of passage and then we went over and met Mickey and Minnie. And after we did that, I got a lightning lane for Dinosaur. And the Mickey and Minnie meet and greet was, was really good. We had to wait a while for that because it seemed like even with a lightning lane and it was building up because it seemed like they were having a lot of different like maybe like cast member changes because people kept going in and out. It was just like bad timing or something. Um, so we waited longer than expected, but it was a good meet and greet. And so then we went over to Dinosaur and since my niece wasn't tall enough to ride that, she got on Triceratops spin um, with my sister and my mom and my daughter. My daughter does not like that ride doesn't like dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Triceratops Spin is a classic in my house. We all love Triceratops Spin. So that's a good, you know, that's a good alternative if you're, if dinosaur scares your kids a little bit. <laughs> yes. And my son did not like it when he got off this time either. He said, I don't like that ride because they keep saying we're not going to make it. <laughs> and I'm like, they do say that at the end, you're not going to make it. And I think that freaks them out. Don't and he's take like, that I don't kid like to it. Universal because that's like every single one of their rides. It's like, well, you're about oh, to die. No. Like that's, yeah, that's like the, the cue for every ride there. It's like, well, it's all over, guys. <laughs> it's been a good ride. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so after um, we both rode those rides, um, we waited for them a little bit on Triceratops Spin, and we went over and saw Winged Encounters in front of the Tree of Life at 115. That was a must-do for my dad. Yeah, if you're bird people, that one's the one you have to do. Yeah, it was amazing. This, this, uh, this parrot flew like I could feel it brush my mini ears. <laughs> it was so close. I've just been like walking in front of the Tree of Life and had the birds come so close that I'm like, whoa, that one could have like I could have reached out and touched it. Like it's it's crazy how close they get. And you don't hear people talk about it that much, but we thought it was amazing. And it only lasts a few minutes. So like if you have the time, just walk up there for a few minutes and see it. It's really good. I agree with you that. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a must stop. Yeah. So we did that at one fifteen, and then the bird show was happening at one thirty. So we like raced back for the bird show, and that one's never really full. We um we got in last minute, and we really enjoyed that as well. And then um, I made a lightning lane for the Finding Nemo, or the what is it, the Nemo show? I forget exactly what it's called. Um, so we made a lightning lane for that. And we went over there and watched that show, and everyone really enjoyed that. Um, I will say, at that point, with the different shows, we were noticing that my niece, it was kind of hard for her to sit through those, like, half-hour-long shows. So even though they're entertaining and, like, you know, things that kids would like, um, for some kids, it is sort of hard for them to sit. Yeah, no, those shows can be long. And shes you said she's three, right? yeah. I agree. Like the 20, 30 minute shows, I go back and forth. And even with um, my daughter, who's five, she just turned six. You know, sometimes even for her, she's like, okay, this was fun for like five to 10 minutes at the most. And then she wants to move on to the next thing. (laughs) So yeah, they could be long for, for the little guys. Yeah. So we got done with that. And I made a lightning lane for the Festival of the Lion King show. And then we had a late lunch over at Same Tree Barbecue. And that was around three o'clock and everyone really 
loved the flame tree barbecue, thought their food was really good, or maybe we were all just really hungry. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> the ribs were really good, and we sat by the water, so we saw a few of the flotillas coming by. And so the kids got to be able to some characters, which they really enjoyed. Um, and then we headed back to the Lion King show and watched that. And it was great as always. Um, kids thought it was a lot of fun. And then as soon as we got done with that, we went over to the Maharaja Jungle Trek. We got there at 5.08. And they're like, you're just in time. It closes at 5.15. And I was like, I knew it closed early, but 5.15 just seemed like an odd time. And I didn't think it would close that early. <laughs> so, yeah, if you want to do the jungle track, plan it later in the day. Because um, when we got in and we got to see the tiger and we got to see um, the Komodo dragon, but they had closed down the aviary, which was a bummer for us. And the bats were already in. So um, even though they still let us in until 5.15, they still had closed some things down. So that was kind of a bummer, but we were so happy to see the, the, the tiger and All everything. All right, so the tip oh. then is to double double check the times if that's something you you want to do. Double, double check when that one closes so you don't miss out. Yep, and then we did a lightning lane for Everest, so we just kept heading around in a circle there. And that return time was immediate. It had been for most of the day. So we did the same thing where the girls rode this time first and then the boys rode. And we got ice cream. Whoever was waiting got ice cream at that Anandapur ice cream truck place. So I got the Yeti Sunday and it was very good. And the kids got ice cream. And Everest was a favorite as well. We were laughing the whole time we were on that ride. So it was just a lot of fun. And then after that, it was getting later. So we had to pick up my daughter's Banshee from Wind Traders by 7 because we put it in Banshee daycare for the day. <laughs> so, yes, you can do that. Put it in Banshee daycare. I didn't realize that was a thing. Um Tell me about Banshee Daycare. So they just, you adopt it and then they hang it, hang on to it till the end of the day for you? Yep. They give you a, a ticket and say you have to be back by seven. So we went over and we picked up the Banshee and then headed over to the Tree of Life for the show to start. And um, I had talked to a guest services blue umbrella person at the, some point in the day. And I just asked them like what time the show started and, and all that. And because they had, they had different ones that were happening throughout the night. They weren't all the same show on the tree of life and they would happen like every three minutes. So it was just like a short show every three minutes and they were different. Um, so we watched a couple of those and went to the mercantile shop there at the front of the park and got a couple souvenirs. And then we headed out and went to bed. <laughs> So you did pretty much everything at Animal Kingdom. There were very few things you guys missed. Yeah, we did not do the Rafiki's Planet Watch. Um, we did not take the train out there, but yeah. almost everything Other else. Other than I that, did. yeah, you really knocked out um, Animal Kingdom. So was everybody just yep. exhausted? You guys, I'm tired just listening to this. This is three days of getting up early and really like knocking everything out of these parks. So <laughs> I'm impressed, especially with, with little people. 
uh, in yeah, your group. Yeah, the kids did amazing. They did amazing. They had a couple of days where they would get kind of grumpy, but they were never like bad. No one threw fits. No one was crying. And we had considered rest days. But then when you start adding in the cost of like another night stay in a hotel and everything, it's just like you can just really start making it add up. <laughs> you know, and they it sounds like they were for it. So if they're not complaining, then keep going, right? Um, yeah, they stuck with me. <laughs> and Animal Kingdom closes early enough where you guys were probably able to get back and get a decent, you know, night's sleep. You weren't, you know, there till 1 a.m. It's Animal Kingdom closes pretty early. Yes, they actually, uh, my niece and nephew jumped in the pool for a little bit, I think, that night because we got back early enough. Um, but we had to stop by the front desk because our safe wouldn't open. So we had to get someone to come and fix that that night when we got back to the hotel. But they sent somebody up right away. Um, I asked for the Skyliner information while I was there because we we're going to Epcot the next day. And I wanted to know what time I could get on the Skyliner because once again, we're trying to rope drop. And I picked up some birthday buttons for my mom and my nephew because my mom's 60th birthday is coming up and my nephew had just turned five the week before. And then my, my daughter is a big fan of the pasta at the food court. So we got her some pasta and tried one of the um, cupcakes they had out for Valentine's Day at Pop Century, which is just chocolate on chocolate. They get some fun, um, some fun like cupcakes, desserts and stuff at those food courts at like the Valley Resorts. I'm always really impressed with like their bakery selection. They do get some fun treats over there. Yes, the kids love all the treats they can try. All right, so the next morning then is Epcot, and you're going to take the Skyliner. So what's your plan? The Skyliner is pretty quick, but, you know, you have to transfer on the Skyliner, which isn't always the best thing ever. And so how did that morning look? How was the Skyliner? How was getting to Epcot? So um, she had asked me at the front desk what time Epcot opened, and she said it would be an hour before our early entry. But it was actually Hollywood Studios opened a half an hour earlier than that. So the Skyliner is actually um, an hour before Hollywood Studios early entry, not Epcot. Oh, okay. So they were running earlier than you expected. <laughs> yes. But we got there at to the Skyliner at 7 a.m. And there wasn't, I mean, the line was a little bit on the bridge, but it wasn't really bad. Um, and we got on when it started running really quickly and I was making the lightning lanes on Genie Plus which this day it had gone up to $18 per person so it was a little bit uh, more expensive this day but not crazy so as I'm like stepping on to the Skyliner like the worst timing ever I'm trying to get a um, lightning lane for Ratatouille so my sister's got like the atomic cloth off in her phone and my husband's getting the boarding group for Guardians and I'm getting a lightning lane for Ratatouille. So we're working as a team here to try and get to get the virtual boarding group for Guardians. You're trying to get Remy, which sells out pretty quickly for Genie Plus. And then your sister's in charge of like the world clock to make sure everybody's refreshing at the right time. This is the game plan as you're stepping onto the Skyliner. Yes. And we have two double strollers we're trying to fold up and get on there. And it was like hectic. Were you successful, though? Yes. My husband got boarding group free for Guardians. Yeah. And I got a 915 for Ratatouille for Runnies. Good work, team. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so we did it. So, um, yes, the ride over 
to Epcot with Quick on the Skyliner. Everyone loved the Skyliner. It was everyone's first time except for my family, and they loved it. Um, they're like, this is way better than the bus. <laughs> yes, that was a big perk to stay in a pop century right there. Early entry started at 8.30, I believe, because the park opened at 9. So they let us through security around 7.30. And then a little before 8, we got to tap into the park. And then they held us inside the park at whatever area you were going to. And we were rope dropping frozen. So we went in the International Gateway and went to the left, and then they held us over there until eight, exactly 8.30, and then they let us start walking to our destination. So we walked over, like, just frozen as fast as I've ever walked. <laughs> Some of us didn't make it there at the same time because we fell behind, but the, the guys were pushing the double strollers with the kids in the lead, and I'm, like, a little bit behind them, and they're talking, and I just hear them say, hurry up, we got to get to Frozen. <laughs> and they're like laughing and it was hilarious. So we we get there and uh, ride, ride Frozen. It was a huge hit with my niece, you know, little girls and being a Frozen fan. And so it was her favorite ride on the trip. Um, so we did that. And then we went right over to meet Elsa and Anna, who on the app were supposed to start meeting at 9. And then the app, I noticed this happening at Epcot during the day with characters. It would update if a character was not going to show up or if they were going to be late. So the meet and greet for Elsa and Anna updated to 9.15. And so we're like, okay, they're running late. And then a cast member came out and said that they were running late. But they ended up actually not showing up to like 9.30. I think our run, as I said, was like at 9.15. So, and then our boarding group had gotten called back at the same time as well for Guardians. So... We're doing a lot here. And um, <laughs> so we stayed and met Elsa and Anna. And it was great because my kids were dressed up as Anna and Kristoff. And my sister's kids were dressed as Elsa and Olaf. And so they just had a ball with them. We had great group pictures. And that meet and greet is just so pretty inside. So we got out and they had a photo pass photographer when you come out. And he did amazing magic shots with the kids. So my son, who was dressed as Kristoff, he did a great Zen magic shot. And the girls were holding the little uh, fire spirit lizard. And um, my son, or, uh, my nephew had the Olaf magic shot for his Olaf costume. So definitely stop there with the magic shots when you get out because they're really fun. Okay, so in, now you've got both your um, Genie Plus Lightning Lane and your virtual queue have been called. So where what did you guys decide to do? next then since both are kind of falling at the same time so we decided to go back to remy's because they seem to be a little bit stricter on the lightning lanes than the boarding group from what i've heard that's what i was gonna say but i was curious how you guys ended up doing it okay because that's what i would have done as well so we went over and we did remy's everyone thought it was very cute and then when i scanned in there since that one was an early one i got to make a lightning lane for test track so I did a test track lightning lane, which was for two o'clock that day. And we kind of had been running around that morning and decided to get some pastries in France at La Halle. So we went over there and got something to eat and then decided that um, Princess Aurora was supposed to meet over there as well in like 20 minutes or so. So we were going to head over there. 
And we went over and we waited in line and people were lining up behind us. And then a lady behind me said, the app just updated. And now it says she's not meeting till 1.20. And there's no cast member around to ask or anything. Because we were like, did they update it because the time is coming up or because she's not coming? So it ended up that she wasn't coming because a cast member eventually walked by and we asked. So we were like, well, maybe we can meet later in the day. And eventually they just took her off completely. Like she never showed up at a podcast day okay, at all. Yeah. So clearly something so, happened. You know, something Aurora got tied up that day. Yeah. She fell asleep. Who knows? <laughs> you never know. <laughs> so we, we headed over to Guardians and we all rode. They let us on late and it was no big deal. Um, they're like, yeah, just go on. It's fine. So... <laughs> Yeah, I think they, they understand that, like, you don't pick when you're called back. So if you've got other things going on, like in your case, you had the Remy Lightning Lane. So it's, you know, there was nothing you could do about those things being called at the same time. So they are, they're pretty lenient about it. Yeah, yeah, that was nice. And we, um, so we all went, except for my sister, who stayed back with my niece, who couldn't ride. And everyone liked Guardians. Some of us liked it more than others. Nobody got really sick. Yeah, me and my dad, like, I don't do well with screens. And the roller coaster part was fun. Um, We had to close our eyes for part of it. Um, But everyone liked it. It made my um, daughter, she kept saying afterwards for quite a while that she was still dizzy. So I think it got to her a little bit, too. Um, But it was fun. (laughs) And my mom loved it. You don't do well with screen rides. Um, How did you do with Remy's? Were you okay on Remy? I had to look down a little bit on that one, too. Yeah. But yeah, so I know I miss a little bit of the (laughs) experience. But if I just kind of look up for a minute and then look down when it starts to bother me, I don't get sick and I do all right. Yeah. I mean, between the two of those, Remy's the one that I'm like, oh, this is like a barf ride right here. But that's, yeah, that one's a little much even for me. So that's, I was curious when you said that. So we did Guardians and my sister went back on, we did a rider switch at this one. So she didn't have to go by herself and more of us then could ride it. So um, they let one person go back on with her and my nephew wanted to go back on with her again. So um, she went with him and, and he rode again with her. So that worked out great. So he got to ride twice. Then after that, I had a lightning lane for Spaceship Earth. So we walked over and we did that Um, because I think it was a two-hour thing. I was able to book another one because our test track one wasn't until two. At this point, you're probably getting to like, all right, just like, what have we not done? Because you've, if you're, yeah, you've already not, you knocked out Remy. You've got test track, you know, ready in a few hours. You've already done Frozen. You met Anna and Elsa. So you're... You're kind of running low on like decent rides to do. <laughs> Not that Spaceship Earth isn't decent. I do love it. Yes. Uh, we like, yeah, I, I actually, I really like Spaceship Earth and it was nice to have something slow after riding Guardians. <laughs> yeah. So we did that. And um, then after I stand in there, I got a lightning lane for Thorin. So then after we rode Spaceship Earth, it was about two o'clock. So it's time for test track. So we went over and the guys were riding first on this one and then the girls and because my niece can't ride this one either. Test truck had broken down um, during the guy's turn. So it took them a while 
So um, right around the corner by that Mission State, there is a little cart that had popcorn and churros. So we just got some snacks and waited for them to come out. So we did that. And then we went on and took our turn and it was back up and we didn't have to wait nearly as long. The girls didn't when we went on. So that was fun. Um, Everyone really liked Test Track. And then we were walking over to the Imagination Pavilion. We were going to ride Figment because it was a (laughs) walk-on. And we're like, we'll hop on there really quick, cut across, hop on there before we go get on Soren. It wasn't quite time for that yet. So we stopped and we painted some squares on the mural on our way through. I love that. That's one of my favorite things to do at Festival of the Arts is to paint the mural. The paint by numbers. The kids loved it. Yeah. They were like wanting to paint more and more squares. I'm like, we gotta leave someone some for somebody else. So <laughs> so I had to put a I had to end that and then we went over and um so some people needed the bathroom break. So we were waiting outside to ride Signet for the people to get done in the bathroom and Winnie the Pooh came out. So we got to walk up and see Winnie the Pooh over there, um, and he was pretending to play baseball, and, you know, just really cute, you know. And so then we rode the Figment ride and um, Journey into Imagination, and everyone really liked that. And when we came out, we saw Vanellope was meeting, so there was no way at all for her. So we just walked right up and met her. Where was she meeting at? She, when you come off the ride and they have all the different things you can play with in there. And there's like a spot with uh, squares and stuff over on the carpet. We just jump on it. It makes music and lights up. Um, She was like right by that against the wall. We did that. And then across from her on the other side of the room, Joy was meeting. Oh, I didn't realize Joy was back. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, that's great. My daughter loves Joy, um, and she she looks really cool. Her hair is all sparkly, and she just looks so adorable. So um, we had a great time meeting Joy. So we did that, and then we went on our Thorn Lightning Lane, which my niece was also too short for. So um, the girls took her, and we rode Living with the Land because it was a walk-on. So we did the land while the boys did Soren, and then we switched. So Harper got to ride Living with the Land twice because then she rode with the guys. And then we went over and did, I did a lightning lane when we got off of that for the seas with Nemo. And so we went and we rode Nemo. And then we did Turtle Talk with Crush when we got out of there. And that was a riot. My son asked Crush if turtles can breathe through their butts because he heard it on Frozen. So that was, of course, hysterical. (laughs) And yeah, we had a good time with that. And then my my sister's husband, he said, okay, I want to walk around the World Showcase and just eat something everywhere. (laughs) He wants to eat around the world. Yeah, so my husband wanted to eat over at the quick service in Mexico. So we started there and got some things and um, it took forever. That line there, like we ordered quickly, but the food to come out took a long time. 
So especially for us, so they were done eating by the time we got our food. And I just told them, I was like, you know, we're probably not going to get something everywhere. So you guys just walk on. My son loves the three caballeros. We're going to ride this ride and then we'll catch up with you. So we, this is like the only time we split up during a trip. But we went ahead and ate. It didn't take us long. We rode three caballeros and then we met up with them in Germany. Um, and I had mobile ordered from that caramel caramel couche and um we got some caramel corn and an apple and a gingerbread cookie so that was nice and then there wasn't really anything else that we were wanting to accomplish that day but we did want to stay for harmonious um but my sister wanted to go back early and um get the kids in bed so what are you, are you guys splitting up or did you all decide to to head back early so we decided to split up so my dad went with my sister and her family back to pop century took the file on her back and we um got a spot for harmonious and um it was over by the american pavilion there's a spot close to that that is for like private parties and we went just to the left of that and it was a great spot for the show. Oh, go right next to the private parties. I love it. That's <laughs> beat the system. Yes. <laughs> and we lined up like an hour before Harmonious, um, or probably an hour and a half, really, just because there wasn't really anything else. And we had our caramel treats and we just sat and talked to some lady that we met there and she was very interesting and so we made a friend and we yeah so we uh, watched the show and it was beautiful how was your view from the american pavilion because if you're not looking straight on at the um you know stargate thing or whatever the barges whatever you want to call them it's not always great so were you did you have a good straight shot how was the view from where you were sitting it was like kind of in between the American Pavilion and Germany. It wasn't like straight on from that pavilion. So we could almost see that straight on from where we were. So it sounds like it was pretty good. It was a decent view. Yes, we had a good view um, for sure. So it worked out well. <laughs> How was it getting back after the show? I assume then you hopped on the Skyliner, you went out the International Gateway and hopped on the Skyliner. How was the Skyliner line? The line was long, but it moved quickly. So it didn't take us too terribly long to get back. Um, the park, well, Harmonia started at 9, and we were back to pop by 10.15. So it wasn't terrible, but it was a late night because we were rope dropping Hollywood Studios the next day. <laughs> so you guys were out late. Um, your sister was like, oh, I'm not going to risk it. I'm calling it an early night, but you guys were going for it. So how was the next morning then knowing you have to get up early? How did everybody do the next morning? Um, everyone was tired, but we did it. <laughs> um, so same thing. Genie plus was $18 again that day, um, for Hollywood studios. And I got a slinky dog, um, lightning lane for nine Oh five. And I got Rise of the Resistance. I picked it two o'clock time because I wanted it to be after our um, reservation for 50s prime time because we had the Fantasmic Dining Package. Oh, okay, great. I definitely want to talk about the Fantasmic Dining Package when we get there. All right. So then, so you grabbed Slinky, which is a big ticket one. You purchased Rise. 
Um, so what are your, but you're also rope dropping. So what are you planning on rope dropping? Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. That's what we did first. All right. Was that a big hit with everybody? It was a big hit with everyone. Um, I tried to always start the day with something that everyone could ride together. I like that. That's smart. So we did that. And we were one of the first people in line after we rope dropped. And um, we walked right on. Everyone loved it. And then we headed straight for Toy Story Mania. And it was only a five-minute wait um, because we were there for early entry. So we did that and walked right on it. And then at that time, Smuggler's Run was only 15 minutes. Um, So we walked over. We waited 15 minutes, maybe, and rode Smuggler's Run. And then as soon as we got out that line, because they let everyone else then into the park, they that line grew to like 40 minutes right away. So it was crazy how quickly um, when the re- when everyone else could get in after early entry, how quickly that line grew. So what are you doing for the rest of your day then? Because you, you already have like knocked out the big stuff. I don't know that a three-year-old's going to go on like Tower of Terror rock and roller coaster. So what else are you, what else are you doing today? Well, we looked at alien swirling saucers and the time for that was also like 40 minutes. I'm like, nope, I can get a lightning lane for that later. So, but by that time it was time for a slinky dog lightning lane. So we went over and we rode slinky dog. Um, and then after I scanned in there, I made a lightning lane for tower of terror. Um, so I did that because it was getting farther out into the day and I was afraid we wouldn't get it. And my sister really wanted to write it. So I went ahead and I did that. And then, um, we came out and we were going to do the frozen sing along, but it wasn't until 1130. Um, so we wanted to meet Woody and Jesse and the line was long, but we just decided to go ahead and wait because we had done so much that morning and, our next thing, we had some time. So we waited in line and we waited in line, I would say, for a good half hour to meet them. You know, that line can get way longer than a half hour. Plus, you did it before the sun was like beating down on you because Toy Story Land can be brutal. So it was early enough where I'm guessing the sun wasn't quite so bad yet. So I think 30 minutes in not, you know, excessive heats. pretty. That's pretty good. <laughs> I think it's you did OK. <laughs> we did that, and my my husband had on his Cincinnati Reds um, baseball hooded sweatshirt because it was a little cooler that morning. And when he saw it, and he was like trying to communicate things about like the skyline chili in Cincinnati and all this stuff. So like they had a great interaction, <laughs> and and it was a lot of fun. <laughs> and then um, then we went over and got mine for the Frozen Sing Along, and always a hit that was all of our favorite show at the whole time we were there just super funny um and then i got a lightning lane because of the two-hour rule to meet olaf um we had never met him before and the kids had all their frozen costumes with them again that day so we did that so i made that lightning lane and then we went over and this time i went up to the hostess at Fifty's Prime Time and told them that we had two reservations. You didn't want another cast member angry with you. <laughs> I did not. So I went up there and they ended up seating the group of four first. And we were in there for a little while before they seated our group of six. But they sat us in the same area with the same server. 
And our server was great. He was very personable, very funny, um, gave the kids a lot of attention. Everyone loved their food. Um, they gave us the vouchers at the beginning of the meal when we sat down to keep for Fantasmic that night. And they're like, don't lose these, you know. We ordered milkshakes. And um, with the Fantasmic dining package, you can get an appetizer or dessert. And technically, the milkshake is not on the dessert, but he let me have that for my dessert, which was nice. <laughs> That's good that they did that. That I also would have been like, come on, come on. Yeah. Come on. I didn't ask. He just did it, which oh, was good. nice. Okay. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> now, did, tell me about, do you remember how much the the lunch package for primetime was? Do you remember, like vaguely ballpark what the cost was per person? Um, It was 50 something for adults and almost maybe, maybe almost 30 for kids. I just remember other than the one at Sci-Fi, it was the least expensive expensive one other than sci-fi but you just um we had eaten there before and I just really liked the food so that's what I chose okay (laughs) now did you feel like this was worth it like if you didn't have the the dining package portion of like the phantasmic portion of it would you have eaten lunch here regardless on this day or would you have skipped and done like a quick service we probably would have done a quick service, but it was worth it, I feel, for the dining package. Okay. All right. Uh, so did they, which, were there two showings of Fantasmic that evening? Yes. I think it was like eight and nine, maybe. Okay. And was this for the first showing, the dining package, for the first showing of Fantasmic? Yes. All right. It was for the first showing because of the little kids. We did not want to do the late showing. <laughs> So did, with with the dining package, how early did you have to arrive um, over at Fantasmic? They told us a half an hour before. And I think we got there like 45 minutes before. Um, and we got good seats. They were in the middle section. The dining package people sit in the middle section. And we were like halfway back. And we could still feel some of the spray from the water, but we weren't getting wet but we had a really good view. So we had great seats, I felt, for the for the show. And it ended up being um, our family's favorite show and um, also my sister's family's favorite show the whole time we were there. Did you see, were, were there a ton of people lined up who like didn't have a you know, dining package um, entry? Did you see a lot of people lined up when you were heading in? Did it look like it was going to be tricky if you didn't have that package? Um, I felt like there were seats clear over to the right and the left that took a long time to fill up when we were sitting there. Okay. So I feel like you wouldn't have to get there that early to get a seat, but if you want a good seat, then yes. Gotcha. Okay. So is, is where you're seated a priority, then this might be for you. Otherwise you didn't feel like it was necessary just to get entry. So they weren't like turning people away is, is what I'm hearing. Okay. That's good to know because for a while they definitely were. But I'm guessing a lot of that is locals too who were like excited about it coming back. And now that it's back and they've managed to go, it's maybe died down a little bit, the the demand for it, which is why I was curious if you felt the dining package was was worth the cost. But I think in your case, you this is a restaurant you know you really like. So that makes a big difference. 
and you didn't want to have to worry about it because you're with people like who haven't been before, who haven't seen it before, and you knew you were getting better seating. So for you, this was definitely worth it is what I'm hearing. And when I booked, I went to book this the 60 days out and it was not available to book. And then I had been listening to your podcast and another guest was talking about doing a dining package. And it just inspired me to go and look on the app that night and see if there was anything available. And I don't know if they had like just dropped some times or what, but there were a ton of times available for lunch. And I was like, wow, I just, I don't know if I just got really lucky, but I was like, I'm just going to try this because I tried and didn't get it. And then I tried again just randomly and got lucky. Yeah, the dining package stuff is weird. They don't always drop it the 60 days out. There's no like hard rule with the dining packages as to when they drop it. And I don't know why that is. I don't know why it's not consistent, but that's true of like any dining package. They're not always at the 60-day mark. So you knew this was something you were interested in, and at 60 days, you're like, um, where is it? As you just kind of have to check back if this is something that's a priority. I think that's helpful, though, because you were able to just look, and other people probably just gave up or forgot about it and then moved on, and you went back and checked again and were able to get it. So it worked out. It did. It was meant to be. It was. It was. <laughs> Um, was there anything else significant at Hollywood Studios? I know we kind of jumped a little bit after lunch. Okay, yeah. After lunch, we did the Olaf meet and greet. Um, and it was fun. Um, the kids all had their costumes. We got great pictures. And then it was time for our 2 o'clock um, Rise the Resistance um, individual lightning wing. So we had the guys ride and then the girls ride since Harper couldn't ride. And when we went to ride, um, my husband and um, the rest of the guys, they hopped in line to meet Powerline Mac. Um, and it was a long line. But by the time we were off the ride, they had just met him and were in line to meet Goofy. So we hopped in line with them and we met Goofy in his vacation shirt. So that was a lot of fun. I love, 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 love that Max is meeting in Hollywood Studios now. I can't wait to get back there and get a photo with Max. I love it. Yes. He was fun. Unfortunately, I did not get to see him and my daughter because we were on rise, but the guys got to see him and we hopped in line for Goofy. So then we we're supposed to go ride Tower of Terror, but it had broken down and we got an anytime pass. And when I made this lightning lane for everyone, I knew I was making it and knowing that, you know, my niece wouldn't ride. I don't, this is the only ride that I don't ride. And my dad doesn't ride and my mom wasn't going to ride. So. We got this anytime pass and um, everyone else wanted to ride. So my sister stayed back with um, my niece and me and my dad. We got a Mickey pretzel and a slushy um, at Anaheim Produce. And oh, before this, I forgot. Let me back up a second. When it broke down, we rode Lightning McQueen or we did the Lightning McQueen show. And then by the time we got out, Tower Terror was back up. So that's, yeah, that's when they went to ride and we stayed back. And then my nephew had never ridden it and he loved it. Um, and so he wanted to go back again with his mom. So then since um, the other three, well, four of us, including my niece, weren't going to ride, my daughter, my son, my husband, and um, got to ride again with my sister and my nephew. So they just took our magic band and they rode Tower Terror twice. Awesome. That's how you do it. <laughs> yes. So they did that, <clears throat> which was really great for them. 
and we had some snacks and went into some shops and so it was all good. And um, after we had met Olaf that earlier that day, I had gotten a lightning lane for alien swirling saucers. So by the time we were done with Tower Terror, we went and rode alien swirling saucers and then it was time to go get ready for Fantasmic. Okay. It sounds like you really knocked out the entire park. You did almost everything. Yep. Pretty close. Yeah. We were staying away from a lot of the shows because that was really the point where they're like, oh, my niece is not staying through these shows very well right now. So we kind of just hit the, the rides and um, um, just a Frozen show. That's so. great. How were the crowds after Fantasmic was over? How was it getting getting back on the Skyliner? Um, it wasn't too bad. Um, I will say we had stopped to get a popcorn bucket refill before we went into Fantasmic and to use the restroom. And we waited a really long time to both in the restroom and to get the popcorn. But then when we got into the Fantasmic area, they actually have that stuff back there already. So I just wanted to mention that on there. Like, don't waste your time doing that before you go in because you can go ahead and get your seat and then go back in that area and do those things. Ah, that's so, a good t- another good tip. <laughs> yeah, so do that. Um, and then, yes, everyone loves Fantasmic. And then um, we they kind of directed us out to the left. So we were able to go right up to the front of the park. And um, they actually had to stop to check in for our flights the next day at that time. So that might've held us up a little bit, but um, we got back to the room at like nine nineteen. I think I wrote down to pop century. So it wasn't too late. No, that's not too bad at all. All right. So then the next day, everybody's heading home, but you are doing one last park on your last day, right? Yes. So my sister actually, departed with her family they had an early morning flight because they needed to be back for work the next day so they actually took um near transportation because sunshine flyers doesn't go 24 7 so they had to take mirrors and she said that that experience they were on time it was smooth they got to the airport in plenty of time and back home so that was good for them um, and then we did not rope drop Hollywood Studios this day because we had done most of the things and we had a couple of things on our list we wanted to accomplish and we needed to get the strollers, one of the strollers and my sister left her stroller um, because the people from Orlando Stroller Rentals were picking both of them up that day um, at four o'clock before we left on our Sunshine Flyer. So we had to get her stroller and all of our bags down to for them to hold before we went and got on the Skyliner to head to Hollywood Studios. So we did that. We got some breakfast. And then we got on the Skyliner. I had bought um, Judy Plus again that day, even though it was a short day. Um, But that's kind of why I got it, because I wanted to fit some things in. And I got a lightning lane for Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway for 9.05 to 10.05. So we got there, and we did that. I had wanted to get rock and roller coaster, but it was down. No lightning lane times ever popped up for it that morning. And it was, yeah, it was down for most of the day until about the time when we were ready to leave. So yeah. And like around three, yeah, around three o'clock. So we did not get to ride rock and roller coaster this trip. Like we had planned. So I got the Mickey and Minis instead. So we did that. And then I got a lightning lane for Toy Story Mania we went over and did that because it was almost immediate and then I got a lightning lane for Millennium Falcon and it was 
a little farther out in the day. So we went over one of my daughter's must-dos was to meet Fancy Nancy. So we went over and did that. And then we went over and one of my son's must-dos was to meet Darth Vader at Star Wars launch day. And he wore his Darth Vader costume. Oh, okay. Darth Vader scares me. He was so much fun. (laughs) (laughs) He really was. How did he react to the Darth Vader clone that you had with you? (laughs) Right. I had never been in there and it was really cool inside. And we, um, Darth Vader said there was a 35 minute wait and we went up and we waited like 10 minutes. And so we got right in there and he was, you know, real intimidating. He saw my son. So he immediately walked up to him. He's like towering over him. And my son was really brave. And he told him, he's like, I see you have some loyalty in you. There's still hope for you yet. And then he turned to my husband and he saw his Millennium Falcon shirt. He's like, I see you've chosen poorly. And he was just like real, you know, intimidating, but he was so cool. And so we were already in there. We did Darth Vader. We walked over. We did. We met Chewie and he was a lot of fun. They kept telling my son that he must be a spy since he had his Darth Vader costume on. And then we went over, we met BB-8, and my daughter, she had this um, tuk-tuk uh, shoulder pal. And so BB-8 was reacting to that, and the cast member was like, he's never seen anything like that before. He must be from another planet. And <laughs> talking about the shoulder pal, and that was really fun. Those were fun and great. They are, yes. Those are really good ones. And the cast members who basically are like translating for BB-8, I think are really funny. Right. (laughs) They are. They do a great job. I don't know how you think of all this stuff. (laughs) Well, BB-8 really like responds to stuff too. It's almost like like his beeps and stuff almost sometimes sound like laughter or like curious or like it's really clever. It's very, very clever the way they do it at that meet and greet. It is. It's it's so cool. It looks so real. It's it's, It's great. So after we did that, um, we went over and watched the Muppets 3D because we were trying to head toward Millennium Falcon. wasn't quite time for the lightning rain yet. So that was that the lightning rain was for one o'clock. So we watched the Muppets show. Then we scanned into Millennium Falcon Smugglers Run. And when I scanned in there, I made a lightning rain for Beauty and the Beast, which I think was around two o'clock. Um, and that was going to be like our last thing that we were going to do before we needed to leave the park. We rode Millennium Falcon, we walked over, watched Beauty and the Beast, and then we were going to have some lunch before we headed out because we needed to try to get on the Skyliner somewhere between 3 and 3.30 to be back to drop off the stroller around 4. So we ate lunch at Catalina Eddie's. Part of us got food there and part of us got food at the Rosie's All-American Cafe next door which is great that you have those two options right in the same place if you have a lot of people who want different things. So so it was, you know, basic pizza, hot dogs, burgers, but it was good. It was it was fine. We uh, had, had lunch and then we walked through a couple of shops on the way out and then got on the Skyliner and headed back to Pop in time to pick up our luggage and drop off the strollers at four and our Sunshine Flyer. Um, got back at 4.30. What a whirlwind day. You accomplished a lot before heading out to the airport. That's really, really impressive. 
<laughs> it was it was fun, um, but we were so tired that day. That last day, we were really dragging. But the Sunshine Flyer was on time. Um, we ended up riding the bus this time for about an hour because to where we were the first stop getting there, we were um, the you know first to get on this time. <laughs> so you had to pick up a whole bunch of other people. Yeah. Right. So they actually picked up at Art of Animation and then the Boardwalk and then Saratoga Springs. And then we got to the airport and it was like 538. Our flight was around eight something that night. But we were through TSA by 635 and ate some dinner at the airport and our flight was smooth home. So... It was a really successful trip and we had a lot of magical moments and got lucky. (laughs) So what was, you know, you, you guys, your family being, you know, people who've been to Disney and planned Disney before, and then you were with your sister who were newbies. What was everybody's favorite part? Did it differ for you guys versus them being a little more on the expert side versus, you know, new Disney people? What was everybody's big takeaway or favorite part of the trip? I think, um, first of all, everyone really enjoyed the trip. There was no one that was like, oh, you know, this was terrible. (laughs) So everyone had a lot of fun. Um, My biggest takeaway, and I think the kids too, was just having the characters back. Um, I think it really just added a lot more magic to the trip. And it was kind of funny afterwards to ask what everyone's favorite, like, parks and rides and things were of the trip and like it was all different for each person um like my nephew he really loved the shows and um, my niece she really loved the rides and um so I think it was different that you know the my sister she's like I just loved seeing the look on their faces after they meet a character or you know ride a ride for the first time and see how they react because they had never ridden rides before um, yeah, my, and just the things that my, my nephew would say, my, um, my sister's husband, she was just, he was just like, yes, um, Leighton would always say, you can't say no at Mickey World. He calls it Mickey World. <laughs> so just things that he would say during the trip was, I think, what really made it for him. Um, experiencing it with the kids. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of different special moments. My husband used to take photos of me taking photos of the kids because he thought my reaction was like equally hilarious and adorable because I'd be like, oh, you know, super excited just watching the kids and their reactions to like characters or, you know, rides or things like that for the first time. So I totally, totally get it. Um, well, I hope this, thank you for sharing your trip with me. I hope you'll share some photos. Would you mind sharing photos with us? Absolutely. Because it got sounds so like many. <laughs> with the dress swapping, this sounds like something that we definitely want to see. <laughs> yes, I can definitely share some photos. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. Another big thank you to Alicia for being on the show and sharing her trip with us. A ton of great, great information. So I'm going to have a lot of um, links in the show notes for you know resources, things that we discussed that uh, might help you out with your trip. If you are interested in being a guest on the show, there's a another link in the show notes there where you can leave me a voicemail message. And if you're a good fit, I will reach out to you to get that booked. Otherwise, I will see you guys in the parks. <laughs>